Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast, where I am joined with Chai, because it is time to talk about a documentary. And this week, week, we're talking about The Longest Third Date on Netflix. Um, Chai, what, just off the top of your head, what were your overall thoughts about this one? (laughs) So for me, it's interesting because had everything gone the right way, mm-hmm. it still would have been crazy as hell, mm-hmm. right? To leave the country on a third date with mm-hmm. someone is insane. Yeah. And yeah, you know, but yeah. so fun, so exciting. And mm. in my 20s, I would have done it. I feel like this documentary has a lot of live, laugh, love white girls planning their next like accidental oopsie fell in love trip that might or might not like in them in some dangerous circumstances because when I tell you as a black woman no no all right (laughs) I like it was shocking to me in the sense of like I thought y'all were gonna tell us something like extraordinary the fact that Connie didn't even really like him that much is what is blowing my mind. I thought for sure, for sure, it was about to be like, the first two dates were about to be like, up all night talking, amazing conversation, baffling, mind-blowing sex. They were just okay, okay dates, okay. Okay hinge dates. But do you know what it is though? And this is just like something about the way that memoir, I feel like had Connie really liked him, none of this would have happened, right? Like you wouldn't even have, and it's the part of it. The fact that like she wasn't pressed for him is why he liked her and kept going with it. You get what I'm saying? Like, yes, a hundred percent. I was ready for Matt to turn into an asshole at any moment. I, I just had like a feeling. I was like, I was nervous. Oh my God. Especially for the fact that like, she kept talking about how reluctant she was to like fall and didn't want to, mm-hmm. you get me that I was like, if this man the minute she starts having feelings for him. it You know, it wasn't even all that for me. For me with Matt, it was the fact that like, why do you have a man bun with a hairstyle that doesn't require a man bun? Like you did not need to put that hair on top of your head in a ponytail to keep it out of your face. We didn't need to do that, right? Was and it a then, little cute? Huh? It wasn't a little cute? Not to me, no. Okay. No, okay. not for me. Now, I, <laughs> once he grew all of the hair out and it was in a ponytail, I was like, okay, that's fine. But like, there for no fucking reason did that that hair at the top. Why did you get a high and tight to put your hair in a fucking ponytail? Please be so for fucking real, Tom Sandoval. Like it's such a fucking Tom Sandoval thing to do. I just got done watching Vanderpump, so like that's why I'm like, Ugh. but I'm just like, and then the whole. So this was my other thing. Him and the vlogging and the phone, like the movie mat of it all. When I tell you, 
probably like and we'll get to this part but probably by like the second week that we were trapped there and he pulled up his phone and was like what's up y'all movie mat no we don't need to introduce ourselves like that anymore you don't need to say that stop saying <laughs> stop fucking saying that shit okay <laughs> this isn't funny this i would i would have i would have been freaking the fuck out okay so i love what she said that she's like had she known about the movie mat of it all the vlogger she never the youtuber right she never would have actually went on another date with him (laughs) i also don't trust him i don't trust him whatsoever the youtube the the vlogging i i some i still don't trust him i know they've been together they got the dog they got the everything i still do not fucking trust this man okay really because i very much feel like it is um he's lame it is what it like i think he's like (laughs) no i think he's a specific type of lame yeah and i think that the the band bun right like suggest um a coolness or a fuckboyness that isn't there like i think he's just a lame guy and like i think the movie mad of it all i don't i think it's earnest like i think he genuinely just is like i'm gonna document my life and maybe something interesting is gonna happen i think he's just a nerd like he's like he's lame i don't know Mm, like okay see what did it for me was like the pictures of him in the club with the girls and the fact that like matt never really fucking told me he like unless i missed it unless i disassociated real quick what he did for a fucking living like you who has money in your life matt Please, like, that's what, that's what I kept, like, waiting to come out. One, two, the pictures of him in the clubs with the girls. I was like, no, I just know. I just know you've bothered somebody in a bottle Wait, service. did I miss that picture? Now I'm going to try to look for it. Yeah, they were like, they pulled, like, pictures from his, like, Instagram or whatever. Well, I'm assuming from his Instagram. But, so, the documentary starts off. These two are on Hinge. Connie has a lying problem because that is not overlooked by me and i understand i know i have a good amount of like asian friends that are like no we we gotta lie like we have no, to I'm lie to keep our keep it a buck like ask an immigrant parent with sugar like her be like oh yeah yeah like we all did it we're all liars mm-hmm. like it, it's just part of it when mm-hmm. me and my friend like one of my best friends we always talk about what it's like now when you have to like when you stop lying to your parent where how like confusing that feels yeah Right. Or when you're like with your American friends and you're like, I'm telling my parents and they're like, why don't you just tell them the truth? And you're like, are you fucking dumb? No, I can't right. just tell them the truth, girl. Like, are you okay? Right. right. Like, my, I think my thing with Connie is the fact that she wouldn't let the lie go. Like she, she took the lies a little far to where it would be like, it would be a red flag for me. But oh, they have but, these. But that's the thing. For me, that's where I take the lies. Because it's part okay, of this okay. is also like it's one of those things where um on both ends, mm-hmm. right? Like as much as like immigrant children lie, like there's this other aspect now that I'm a parent and also just like being an adult having real conversations with my mom, where they also want you to lie, right? Yeah, they, okay. they also don't know how mm-hmm. to respond, especially when it's like if you do this, I'm gonna kill you. Your parent knowing that they're not going to kill you, they don't want to know. Interesting, right? Okay. Because it's like they lose their power in a sense, so mm-hmm. it's like. We, we both need to lie to each other. There'll be times when like, as a kid, because my, uh, my um, instinct is to naturally just be like forthcoming. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my mom things and my mom would sometimes be like, those are the things children are supposed to lie to their parents about. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. All righty. No, see, my mom used to be like, girl, I know you lying. I can't figure it out right now. So get out of my face until I figure it out. My mom <laughs> would be like, no, but 
So Connie and Matt, they meet on Hinge. Um, They have two mediocre dates. Matt doesn't even kiss her at first. And then they decide to go to Costa Rica because flights are $200. Well, this, the first part, he, he brings his, she's Asian. Oh yeah, he brings white. his Asian friend. He brings his Asian friend, which I, to me, that was the funniest part to me. Because it was like, he, his friend be like, I don't know, maybe he was like, you know, I, I, let, I want her to see that like, I also have Asian friends. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So yeah, I thought that was really funny. Here's my thing. Flights were $200. They put the dates up on these things. By this time, and I'm still haunted by 2020, I thought like maybe they left for two weeks beforehand and then things really got out of control. No, 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 no. They left three days before the world shut down. So we were fully aware of coronavirus. We were fully aware that like things were happening. And I know for me in my life, I was fully freaking out by the time they got on the plane to go to Costa Rica. So I'm like, what? Did, wait, wait. Do you remember the date they left? I want to say it was like St. Patrick's Day. It was around the 17th or 18th. Okay, so I know the 17th for me. That was the day I took my IUD out, and I remember like, I, that. And that's the day I will always remember because that's the day I took my IUD out, and it was the last time that like I went out. You know, mm-hmm. like the world was normalish. Yeah, I remember going into the Planned Parenthood, and it was like hand sanitizer was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, there's this thing, you know, people were like hand sanitizing, no mask yet, none yeah. of that. And then, you know, me telling her I'm taking my ID out, whatever, and her be like, have you heard, like, casually be like, you know, have you heard of this coronavirus thing? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I something I should be think- worried about? She's like, oh, I don't know, whatever. And that's like me living in D.C. Mm-hmm. They were in New York, right? New yeah. York turns out to be like the epicenter of it. And I do remember at the time it was like a people were like leaving New York in droves. Yes, yes. It was like the day after tomorrow. People were like trying to get out. It was like, uh, what's that shit? The last, the last of us. People were running out of New York. So, and that's why tickets were cheap, right? Like tickets were also cheap. I thought that like that. I remember pre in the beginning of the pandemic, I remember that being an aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Is cheap flight tickets yeah and i remember it being like people were looking up flights i remember that being like conversation Mm -hmm. around then and i wish the documentary kind of would have done a better job explaining like is that why you were looking at tickets was it because that's what i thought too that's what i thought too because like literally i remember like when it hit me because i went to a wedding on a like the weekend before shutdown I went to a wedding there was sanitizer in every pew of the church like we were all like kind of just like talking but kind of just like it was there was definitely the wedding was fun love that couple we they threw a great time a great bash but we all were like what is like is something about to happen and it was okay I remember being in the gym where were you at a wedding in St. Louis no what where what St. Louis, Louis. Okay. yeah I I remember being at the gym and like working out and like I have really bad ADD so I can't just like work go to the gym work out and get out I like look at my phone you will see me laying on a mat I will not hog a machine I'll hurry up and get off of it but I was laying on a mat and I just like started really reading into coronavirus and I just immediately, I remember texting Charlie. I said, nope, I'm freaking out. Nope, nope, nope. This is a pain. I said, we're going into a pandemic. I said, we're going to die. 
There's no fucking way I would have gotten on a plane. And like, that's just the coronavirus aspect, the stranger danger aspect. Let me tell you something. I, when I was dating, used to get the fucking ick. I used yeah. to get the ick so bad at any oh, given point. Any given point, there is no fucking way I would have gone anywhere with this man. Okay, so I will say I was a person that um, in my, I, I did one time go to the Bahamas with the Saudi guy I met at Liv one time. Um, I did go to Atlanta on a trip one time with a guy. <laughs> so I was someone who... <laughs> did travel <laughs> and we just like um sharing locations so i very well could see myself doing this like all of this <laughs> jesus christ i i i i'm like so like i'm the friend my friends now they'll be like what happened to the gel from like 20 from her 20s like you were so ballsy da 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 I'm like, baby, no, this is the Giselle now. Everything that I did crazy in my 20s, that was me just being like, okay, fuck it. But also know you know your exit strategies, okay? Right. Like the first, never mind, I'm not going to tell this story. My mom might listen to this one day. <laughs> like, no, well, fuck it. The first time I ever did like any drug besides weed, I just went up to a stranger's suite in Vegas with me and my best friend. Ooh. And I was, I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet. I was in one of them little clubs. Um, I don't remember, but yeah, like I, and that like, and I remember my friend looked at me, she goes, are you okay? I was like, mm -hmm. but I was like, if this gets weird, we have, we have to go. Like, I was like, this is like how movies start taking starts. Right. right. But I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And especially the fact that Connie didn't even like him that much, like did not even like him that much. Yeah. I've been there. And it was, <laughs> I've been there, not even joking, like legitimately, like only time, like sometimes the only one trip, one of the times I've done something risky like that, that I always look back on it and I get freaked out is, um, the one time I was to the Bahamas with this like Saudi print, he was like part of the Al Saud family. And like, once you start to like read up on the family, you kind of realize they are like kind of dangerous. <laughs> That's the only time that I'm like, okay, I did leave the country with him. That was not great. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Like, no. Even when her friends were like, um, yeah, just keep your location on. Bitch, no. Because like, what, what, I'm not about to be turning on the news and seeing you. And be like, I just like, want I to come home. something about it being like, okay, I remember me and my friends be like, this is risky, whatever. I even be like, how do I know you're not going to kill me? And us getting to the place where it's like, it's going to be a first class ticket, right? He's like, of course. So like, oh. <laughs> not even joking. Me and my friends look at each other and be like, if the guy's going to kill you, he's not going to like fly you first class to go murder you. Like, come on. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So, morons we were morons Liz, how old are you how old are you uh 22 okay okay all right well you know did it for the memoir so <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Connie and Matt they're out they're kicking hey, baby when I write it it's gonna be good okay, I, I, I I'm gonna read it okay I'm gonna be the first in time <laughs> um they're having a good time it's all shits and gigs until it's not all right 
the the other thing that's crazy to me is that Connie is working. She she thought she could just leave and then get back. She worked almost a full time without anybody knowing that she was not where she seemed to be. And the crazy thing about that about that to me is like you are in a different country, so like VPNs, Wi-Fi's, like what does your job not pay attention to shit like that? Like, so remember in the beginning of the pandemic, they didn't care, right? Like it was like, right. especially people who worked in New York, like, and this is where I'm saying that they had already started like work from home for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So like people, and this is where it's like the miscommunication of it all. It's like, you would think like work from home means like, okay, now they're slowing the spread airports could close <laughs> but that right. hadn't really come into consciousness no so and in the beginning part of the pandemic like people they didn't care where you were working from they didn't. it wasn't until like you know jobs realized that like hey we're paying people new york salaries and they're going home to idaho what it's a dream what a fucking dream what a fucking dream but that's it that's it. like so many san francisco all those tech companies like they realized that they were like oh my god we're paying these people these crazy salaries and then they're living like freaking um kings in oklahoma and they're like I, oh no we need to start i think google was the first one that started like prorated what they were paying people based off of your ip address oh my god like, i literally just off of- just saw tiktok where a girl was talking about getting laid off by Google and then a recruiter reaching out to her to recruit her for the same job that she just got laid off for, for like a, a large sum wow. less. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I just got laid off for this job. And why would you offer me this job? Like at a huge pay cut than it was before I'll take my severance. And I was like, first of all, and like multiple recruiters reached out to her for, her, for the job that she just got laid off from. Right. And I was like, wow. But anywho, so then- First flight gets canceled. Second flight gets canceled. This is really where like- Where my anxiety was going crazy for them. I would have been like, I and I know it's like a, a means of survival kind of because what the fuck else am I going to do? But I would have had to, like, I, I'm so close to my mom. I would have had to call my mom and tell, like, tell her everything. Like I would have been bawling. Now she did would have been like, you are stupid. My mom literally would have been like, you, first of all, Giselle, don't you really, my mom's favorite line, you're grown. I can't tell you what to do, but do you think that that was a smart fucking decision? She so would have said that. Connie, like, first off is like, she, the, the pandemic starts getting serious. Her mom is a healthcare worker. Mm-hmm. So she's like calling her mom. She's worried that her mom is like, something's going to happen to her in New York. Right? Like your family's from New York or no? See, I thought, I think they're in Seattle. Her family. Because remember at the end when they went to meet each other's families? So it's like she's looking at it like assets getting like, oh, airports are closing. It's not even like from her perspective, she's like, oh, this is serious for my mom. Is my mom in danger? You know, like the family aspect in general, because even Matt's grandpa, like I was just like in the nursing home. Y'all really like y'all really did not think this through what so fucking ever. What so fucking ever. I need to get to the second Airbnb because Chai, everything else on top of just the situation. Okay, so the first Airbnb, the first, okay, the first, they were stayed at like an Airbnb that was like a hotel room looking space, right? It looked, and then then they closed it down. 
They closed it down, then they went to the second one. Because I know we took her on like the pirate ship date, and that's when like things started to shift back to romantic for them. Ain't no motherfucking way I'm getting on that ship, but yes. (laughs) Right. And then they closed the little, the place they were, which that is crazy to me. I can't even imagine, like I'm staying somewhere. They're like, uh, COVID is getting crazy. We're closed. Yeah, y'all gotta go. (laughs) The hotel you're staying at, like what? (laughs) And like, even when- Listen, when they were at the swim up bar, y'all know if you listen to this podcast, you know me and a swim up bar go together real bad. Even when they were at the swim up <laughs> bar and he kept recording everything, I just that I she said that she was like, I couldn't deal with the recording of everything. I I think I really would have been like, please turn that off. Please turn that the fuck off. Like I didn't oh, sign a release. Me, I wouldn't have minded that because I, I I I love a recorder. I actually would be like, can you send me all this? I I I get really excited. Like my, okay. My brother has a friend who's uh, like, not my brother. My husband's friend is an influencer, like a real influencer. And his sister is too. Now they both live in the same house. And like, they're like, you know, like the, they have a lot of followers. So like they record everything and I love hanging out with them because I'm like, you're going to get content. Like I get so many cute video candids of me and my daughter me like I do listen everything and I'm like yes I do love like the idea of just having home videos because like one thing that makes me sad is that like I don't I feel like I don't have a lot of my life like Mm -hmm. recorded we didn't have we didn't have a recorder we didn't really have money for that back then so we didn't have I don't have any like home videos or anything like that and I tell myself uh, every time I get, as we get to the end of the month and everybody's like April dump, March dump, da, da, da. I look back at my camera reel and I'm like, I don't have anything to dump. I'm like, and I'm always like, I need to get better. I need to get better. But I think that just comes with me. I used to be better about taking pictures. I think it just comes with me about like gaining weight lately. And then like the fact that we're not really doing much, like we just moved. So we're not really doing much. Mm-hmm. And my other thing would be like, I want candidates of me and I take them of people. And then when I'm like, Hey, could you just like get some candidates of me? I'm like, well, that's not fucking candid. Right. So I have like 25 TikToks in my drafts that I'm going to post eventually. And one of them is the, the one candid video my husband has ever taken of me and my daughter. And it's like, this is not like my prized possession because it's the one time I have like an actually, I didn't have to say like, hey, get a picture, get a video. Okay, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I got you. Like all them little cute ass fucking pictures, film pictures that Sam and Corey have making a highlight reel. I'm like, God damn, I gotta, I gotta get it together. Okay, because I I need this type of content. But that would have driven me crazy. The second Airbnb, the nice lady, that's where the bugs really came in. Yeah. And when I tell you a full meltdown would have happened, I don't really care. I don't listen. I understand that like, you know, different places have different native bugs and things like that. That's fine. If they're outside, I can't, I cannot have bugs, rodents, creatures in my living quarters. I won't be able to sleep. When, when Connie was like, I have, she had bug bites all over her. Yeah. Those yeah. fucking bugs were crawling up through the cracks. That iguana, nar, nar, babe. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cannot, I'm married to a white man. He is often like, isn't that raccoon cute? No, the fuck it's not. Isn't that squirrel cute? No, it belongs outside. Like, fine, it's cute. I think squirrels are cute outside. 
Outside, right, right, right. Okay, things, animals that belong outside need to stay outside. outside. The way right. they allowed that mini dragon, mini dinosaur. Okay, okay I'm looking at it right now because it's like on my TV screen. No. I look at it right, it's literally right now on the screen. <laughs> oh, stop. I was like, you mean the alligator? Stop. Like I would alligator. I would have been in tears. Obviously, y'all cannot see us. Chai just showed the exact scene where the fucking thing is crawling through the apartment. I can't take it. I was so, about to cry. Like so I, one time, okay, me and my husband were like, we went to Cabo one time when we were dating, and it was like the biggest iguana I've ever seen in my life. Like I've ever seen. And all of a sudden, like naturally, I just like started screaming in a Jamaican accent. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I'm not Jamaican. And I was like, it's a blood clot dragon. It's not a lizard, it's a dragon. Like, it was the worst. <laughs> I was like, don't ever do that again. But it was so... <laughs> what do you mean? That's a, like, the guy, like, so casual, was like, oh, you mean the lizard? I was like, lizard? It's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing I'm scared about. It's like I told you that, like, I'm gonna take my daughter to Nigeria for two months. That's the one thing I'm scared about. It's like bugs because so when we go to when we stay at my parents' like village house home, mm -hmm. um, I have not been in there in the rainy season in mm -hmm. decades oh and that's like when you know the bugs are out after it rains so i'm just like oh, that's the only worry i have is that it's not gonna be i mean if it's bad we'll just leave like it's not that bad <laughs> we don't have to stay but i'm hoping that the bugs are bad enough that like we get to like stay in my parent like my house for a little while you know oh does somebody live there full time yeah oh okay i was gonna say like is it unattended like okay that yeah yeah there's like um it's a farm so there's people who work oh. on the farm who live there a, yeah. a farm <laughs> i just i don't <laughs> even when they're on jersey i don't look at like y'all i don't like when people are like look at the cows look at the pigs no look well you, it, what the good thing is the good thing is Everything is far enough from the house where you don't smell anything. Mm. Like you don't have to see animals if you don't want to see animals. Okay. Okay. Like you gotta go to where they are if you want to okay. see them. Perfect. Like, yeah. It's just I can't deal with like they when they when Connie and Matt were showing like the spiders or like I don't even know what type of spider that I wouldn't have been able to sleep. I would not have no, been able yeah, to sleep in horrible. there. We had an Airbnb in Chicago one time. Pretty, I mean, it was okay. Like it was for the, it was a great location for the price and everything there. I remember walking in and there was an, there are a whole bunch of ants like right on the porch and, but outside. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And then when we opened the door to the, uh, it was a couple apartments, like a walk up, there yeah. was some ants in there. And I was like, I mean, they're right there. So like, I was like, and it's not, and we were on like the third floor. So I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. When I tell you, I was hungover as fuck and got up and was like, like saw this little small colony of ants. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. 
The Airbnb owner came over, sprayed everything fine. We go if out. I see one ant. I'm itching for at least yep. 12 hours. We go out. It's on my mind. I cannot enjoy my time. I cannot enjoy my time because I said I feel I feel like they have more people there. It's here. I feel it's like somewhere. they have it's on more. me. It's on me. Home. Did it go up my nose? Like yep. we came <laughs> back. Did it crawl up my fucking hoo-ha? When we came back, I shit you not. I just like went to go like took something off the bed, like some a shirt or something. Ant. I pulled back the covers. Ants. I said, no, we no. have to fucking go. And like we had been out. It was like 2 a.m. in the morning. Okay, worst worst experience of my life. So when I saw all those bugs and I saw that they were allowing that dinosaur to cohabitate with them with the door open, you got me fucked up, bro. I'm sorry. I said, nah, this is different. All the trials and tribulations they had because the next thing, when they went to the next Airbnb or whatever the fuck they are, driving that car. Oh my God. Matt tipped. Let me tell you this. I would have been stressed enough there's sometimes when I reach a level of stress that either I'm going either one of two ways, I'm going to be dead silent and no one else ought not talk either. Like you just don't, we have to figure this out. And if you're not, if you're speaking, you need to be speaking solutions, not even ideas, solutions, or else I'm right. going to freak the fuck out. Right. Or the other option is I am cussing everybody out. You are going to feel like the stupidest bitch on the fucking planet. And when I tell you, when I saw how Matt had that car in there, I said, I know that's when I would have hit my cuss out plateau. Because how the fuck did you get this car like this? Were you not paying attention? Were you vlogging? Moving Matt here? Just drove into a fucking It's funny because we're literally off the scene just happened. Like... I would have been, I, he would have looked at me totally different because I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And then the thing that killed me, the thing that killed me is movie fucking Matt finally gets all these people to come help him out and are brainstorming how to get his car. He wasn't helping. That pissed me off. Logging. He is taking like photos. I said I would have fucking walked over there and smacked that camera Yo, out of his fucking head. Like straight up that to me, I was just looking because I'm like, bro, getting help 101, you need to be, even if you can't help, you need to look like you're involved. D- I will never forget the time that we helped my uncle and his kids move their house and they were not helping. Mm. What did I tell you? <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, because I don't need to be here. I know how to drive a car on the road. I don't need to fucking be here. I would have, like, I would have knocked that shit out that of his fucking like hand. Literally standing around while they were pulling his car out. It's like these are not professionals, sir. You know what pissed me off also is when he like goes up to the car as if it's just like a very heavy piece of furniture and tries to like pull it out. I would have been like, I would have right. been. I'm look, I've been like, there's his, no sign I'm of intelligence here. Do that now, and it's like, watch you shake that shit into the water. There's no sign of intelligence here. Not only the like, really, bro, really, I would have freaked the fuck out. The one, one of the things that irritated the shit out of me about this, I at the end, I wanted a complete financial rundown. I wanted a rundown oh, yeah, of every cent yeah. they spent. Because yeah. that car was obviously a rental. It's not yours. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you damaged it. 
how much did it cost you to get it fixed? And then mm -hmm. like, I'm sure there's a fee for damaging it in the first place. Okay. Right. And all of those Airbnbs, right. Like what the, the food, the bootleg birth control, that is what struck when the birth control part. So she runs out of her birth control, obviously, because she was not expecting to stay that damn long. Goes to the pharmacy, picks up the birth control. Then she like goes there and she like Googles the brand, right? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, which I would have done stuff, too. right? <clears throat> and she sees that people talk about the markets being flooded with those fake, fake of that brand of birth control. Time. She has no choice, so she just keeps taking it anyway. <laughs> Talk about making bad situations worse. Like the way we simply maybe wouldn't have been having sex, one or two, just would have been using like a, a condom, like a condom and pull out. Because like you were not. Why would I? We're already stuck here. We're already so stuck glad here. that we're doing this episode together. Because what I tell you, I am no better than these fucking people. <laughs> Because one thing I'm going to do is make a bad situation worse. Okay. <laughs> I would have been like, as soon as I realized that, like, I wasn't going to get my birth control out of it, because I, well, and this is just comes from my, my past with birth control. I got blood clots from birth control. So there, I wouldn't have even gone to the pharmacy in the first place. I would never have taken that just because like, who, what 16 year old gets blood clots on birth control? Me. Right. I, I would have just been like, no, nah, we're not, I'm not doing that. Were right? you on Jasmine or Yasmin? I was on the, uh, like the little sister of Yasmin. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, so I wouldn't have taken it, but then I also would have been like, let me not make a bad situation worse by like fucking all irresponsibly and letting this man nut in me. And then not only am I stuck here with somebody, somebody I barely know, then whoops, I end up pregnant and I'm not even like near a planned parenthood. Yeah. I don't see, know. I what wouldn't have taken, I wouldn't have started taking foreign birth control I would have been on some like uh let's just pull out at least because like realistically they have nothing else to do but drink and fuck on this <laughs> literally nothing a condom like we and I I haven't seen a condom I haven't seen one fucking, of those in a while yeah I don't I, I'm yeah I'm not gonna lie me and my husband this is so irresponsible we were friends first just so we're clear and the first time we ever hooked up, we were very, very drunk and there was not one present. And then there was never a need to happen that. So I don't suggest that to anybody. Please don't judge me for that. But it was like the one time after I took my IUD out the last time because of COVID, we're like, oh, maybe it's not a good idea to have a baby right now. So we used a condom one time. It smelled like a mechanic shop in there, all that damn rubber. It was awful. It, it just... It didn't agree with my system, okay? And <laughs> that's it. I don't remember them. I don't know how to use them. It wouldn't even have come into my mind. So I would have been like Connie, okay? Worried about how I'm about to bring a child into this Costa Rican, um, in a Costa Rican Airbnb. No, I still would have put a cotton in my... But when I... I'm not saying that I never had a slip up, but like if I... One thing that you also have to remember scared. I mean, like I said, that, that was my first time. So like I went and my mom, like I, I told my mom, I lost my virginity. She took me to the doctor, blah, blah. And then they just came back. They were like, yo, like da, da, da. And I was in tears. My mom was like, sweetie, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. It I'm happens. so it glad happens. you told your mom that that's so like, oh, yeah. like she, she I hope was, my daughter tells me she better. She was I like, it happens. 
my mom was like, it happens, it happens. She was like, it's very common. <laughs> she was like, it's more common. Than I anything. tried to tell my mom and she was like, la, 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 la. Did not want to know and was very, but my mom was very much of the school of thought that she was just like, you know, parents should not know certain things about them. Yeah. Kids. So just like, <laughs> but yeah, that was like my first sexual experience. And yeah, that happened. So like, I was like a freak about that. So like when I, there's just, there's Connie, love her guts. There's just so much to that story that I know. No, ma'am. Like you don't when... think just the boredom alone. Like, remember, like they're literally in the middle of nowhere. And there's just, they only know each other. There are games. There's heads up seven up. There's alcohol involved. For days, girl. Come on. For days. Listen, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not saying that I wouldn't have had sex with him because I would have. But as soon as that birth control thing would have happened, we would have been, we could have still done sexual things. Right. But you're just not, you're, unless there's a condom present, you're not entering me. Like there's not no because the last thing I need to do is be pregnant in a foreign country. Okay. With a man's baby. Also, I don't know. remember, remember that they. Ha- I remember them saying that you only had days, certain days you could go to the grocery store. Yes, I remember that as well. Which is crazy to me because I'm like, damn, that really sucks. I would cry. I would be crying every day. I would <laughs> when I tell you I would have been in such a deep dark depression. Like that's the that is the takeaway. He would he been like, wow, this girl has mental health issues. No, for sure. Especially because I'm like, I think about what that was like for all of us. Yeah. Like that lockdown. And I had, when I tell you the bill I ran up on Uber Eats. Yeah. Oh. And I'm freaking into, but also I will say I was pregnant. Okay. To get pregnant as soon as the pandemic happened. So I remember I, I had just spent $200 on buying like my weekly. Um, So weekly I used to have my guy come by and he would like, edibles and weed and I spent like 80 bucks every week with him right mm-hmm. and then the Debbie I was like oh we're spending a lot more time at home so I like upped it to 250 with him and then we're like having fun. and then like two days later I'm like listen like we had mind you like by the app I'd only had sex one time in the what's specific what's your ovulation period so I'm mm-hmm. like all right cool like let me just quickly take a pregnancy test and then we'll like start using condoms and took the pregnancy test and I was pregnant. So I got pregnant so early on the pandemic. Damn. So that added to my like Uber Eats bill and my DoorDash and my, you know, like just Damn. in the bed. I When I also- tell you, I, we ate so much, but I was in the middle of a fitness challenge when COVID happened. And I was like, no, I have to finish this. I have oh, to finish it. You. So I think I had like three weeks left when lockdown started. I couldn't go to the gym. So I did it at home and I was like, I was running every day. Oh yeah. Oh I don't my think God. I, yeah, I don't actually, I think I probably haven't been thinner than I was during COVID. Now, when things started opening back up, then it was like, Oh, but I also wasn't, I go in like ebbs and flows of smoking. So sometimes I will, like I'll, I will for like six months consecutively and then I'll just stop and I won't do it again for like another, like three to four months. And it's funny because I'm about to hit, be uh, reintroduce myself yet again, because (laughs) I I just like get into, I'm like, I can't do this. Like I need to, I need to fucking weed. And then my husband will be like, what? I'm like, listen, it's that time again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time. 
Okay. Forever and ever a stoner. The only time I've ever taken breaks is when I was pregnant. Well, you know, I can't, I don't, I used to smoke a lot when I was younger. So like probably from the mm-hmm. ages of 15 to 23, I smoked consecutively. Like yeah. if not every day, but like a couple times a week. So then after, I think I, had a, I was dating a guy or something that was like, meh, meh. And I was 23. So I was like, it's fine. I don't need it. So then I stopped for a little bit. And then I, I missed the whole dab. Uh, when everybody started taking dabs, I sat yeah. that one out. And then I've, I've, taken, <laughs> that one I've taken like one or two dabs in my life. And I swear to God, like, I, I can't get with that shit. Okay. Just give me the weed. Give me, just give me the old, the OG weed. Just give me the weed. I like a dab because it's just like one hit and you're like so high. And you're like, it's done. I cough so bad. The first time I ever took a dab, I was like, oh, I'm dying. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I said, this is it. This is I'm it. sure. Every single time. Why? Why? And I don't want a fucking a blowtorch. Just no, no. Just my favorite tweet ever is my mom found the blowtorch for the dab. And now I have to make creme brulee this weekend for the family or I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, I just like, I'm just like in the whole contraption of a dab in the, I'm just no, like, for sure, for sure. I'm it like, this crazy. is too much, baby. Just break the, if you don't break down that Swisher Sweet and just <laughs> take out the rolling papers, like, I don't need to be fucking doing an ex- a science experiment to catch a little high, to get a little high, right. okay? <laughs> to relax a little bit, shit. But, then the article comes out with Connie and Matt, People Magazine prints it. And you know what that reminded me of is that that's how fucking bored we were during COVID. That you people sure attached onto this story so bad. Because I was, remember it. I, I vaguely remember it. I remember it. It was everywhere. And now they have a Netflix documentary. I said, COVID really, really changed the news. That like... The things that There's we gave no love, about. love is blind doesn't become what it is today if it wasn't for no, COVID. yeah, no, it 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 doesn't because like, that's we're never supposed to have that many damn eyes on that show like, ever <laughs> ever. The thing about it is like that's the crazy thing about Love Is Blind. We were never ever supposed to care about that show that much. That's why the production value. That's why the structure is still shit because like they're like, well, fuck, like we didn't think. Bro, it was that, never supposed to be a cultural touchstone. Like, no, child. like we didn't know the pandemic was coming. <laughs> they were just trying to give Nick and Vanessa something to do. That part. Like, and you know, it's also like very clear that like they have Nick and like they have them as part of like a Nick as part of like some multi-show special where he's yeah. just like hosting a bunch of gigs. And like this, Love is Blind was just like thrown in there with it, but it just happened to be the one that probably came out during the pandemic when we were it, all Yeah, because I think they filmed Love is Blind. I think Cameron and uh, Lauren, I remember they did an interview. They were like, no, like y'all don't understand. We've been like, we were hiding for a little bit. And then we were, it got to the point where we were like, we don't even know if this is coming out. So I they were know. just like living their lives. They were like, yeah. Whatever we don't know, because because at first I want to say they told them that they didn't tell them what it was. They knew that it was going to be a TV show, but mm. they didn't know for what network. They didn't know like when, where, like when it was ever coming out. So they were just like, "All right, fuck it, whatever." But I want to say by the time we saw it, Cor- Lauren and Cameron had been in, so they had been together like two years. 
they filmed that shit in like 2018 but i guess because they didn't have any like a network to pick it up it wasn't like oh this is going yeah to like Netflix i thought it was interesting because i was like oh there's something lauren and cameron had posted once and their wedding they're i feel like they're like close to us in terms like close to me and my husband in terms of the years so like they're probably yeah. been married now like five years yeah and they if both said five or close <clears throat> to it like yeah they also oh, both okay. said that they plan on um doing a they planned on doing a bigger wedding like an actual wedding and reception yeah. but time just got away from them but okay we have to go ahead and wrap it up final thoughts on longest third date um i'm happy for them like i think it was an adventure that it's like one of those things where nobody like you're never gonna do this again you're never no. gonna have the time again right no that remember I was telling you that I was like it kind of inspired me deciding to just like pick up and like take this little trip with my daughter that's so cute Nigeria that I was like okay like I always wanted to be because when I was little my mom took me to Nigeria for a year and that's mm -hmm. like how I'm able to speak my language and like I always wanted to I'm like oh people are lucky who get to do that and then I was like why can't I do that it's not like I have a freaking job or anything right right <laughs> right but the idea was like oh no but like my husband is working like we're all so attached to each other and I'm like okay well like we, we could do two months yeah and okay. he'll come visit us in the middle and That's we'll all cute. be growing right like taking a risk I'm gonna we'll be a little less codependent you get so used to and this is something that's like you're newly married like you get used mm -hmm. to things that you used to do for yourself you don't do for yourself anymore right. and you kind of just get used to like leaning on someone so yeah oh yeah 100 like, percent I'm at the gas station when I do have to get gas. I'm like, I have no clue what side my gas tank my car is on. And I'm like, oh, girl, now that I know. But <laughs> no, like, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I think that that's cute. I'm glad that it inspired you. But I think it's, you know, going with your daughter and showing her your culture and where she mm -hmm. comes from, where her mom comes from and everything. That's a little bit different than going with a hinge date after three days. I'm glad I'm happy. They're happy. And I'm happy it worked out for them. It's just, like I said, at the beginning of this, I just really think that like a lot of young women are going to be like, Oh my God, I need to just like go on dates with random guys off of hinge. And like, that could be my, my mat. And I'm like, no, babe, it's not going to be. Right. Especially if, if you're looking for that. Right. Exactly. But it's also like, I'm okay with people like when you're young, when you have the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially when you have like no kids, you have no, so I, I very much am also like take the little adventure. Right. Like, yeah, know, very much like do it, be safe about it. Obviously, you know, right. Sure. People know where you're at, who you're with, what, you know what I mean? Like be safe about it, but like, you can take the, like, take the little adventure. Cause even if she didn't come out of this with this guy, like you still forever have this time where you were being, have, being forced to be resourceful in another true, country. Like. True. Oh, it's definitely an experience. It's definitely an experience, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up on that note. We will be back of course, next week with the next documentary that we have not decided upon yet. Chai, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, fly Chai on everything. Uh, look out for my new YouTube channel where I'm going to be um, documenting planning for this like little trip with my daughter. 
Ooh, movie chai. Anyway, y'all already know you can find me over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast and over on TikTok at Who Asked Zell. Zell is S E L L E. If you have any recommendations for us for documentaries you want us to cover, go ahead and slide in either of our DMs and let us know. We'll talk to you next time.